everyone, and welcome to HR Works, brought to you by BLR. I'm your host, Steve Bruce. HR Works provides clear, relevant, actionable information on topics that matter to HR professionals. When you're armed with best practices, plus the knowledge to keep your organization in compliance, HR works. Recruiters today recognize that they can and probably should do most or all of their recruiting online and through social media. But many recruiters just really don't know how to go about it. So we've got Kelly Dingy with us today. Kelly is a director of strategic recruiting with staffing advisors and an expert on digital sourcing. Welcome to HR Works, Kelly. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. So let's talk about sourcing online. You do a lot of that. As a matter of fact, I think I heard that sometimes you do a thousand candidates a day. I am capable of doing at least a thousand a day. I mean, we're we're here at midday, and I've already looked at about fifteen hundred profiles online. Oh wow! Well, um, so where do you find them? Well, I have to admit, I use LinkedIn. Um, I know that sometimes people kind of frown upon it because they think it's an easy grab, but a lot of people don't really know how to leverage it to its fullest capability. So I'm actually able to find the people that other people are not finding, both because I have an extensive network and I search the site both internally and externally. And I can tell you it's kind of a fascinating site to work with because let's say, for example, our company tends to staff one particular client with network engineers, and they always have recs coming open. They're um, always adding to their team. So it's a standard opening that we go back to all the time. And every time I go into LinkedIn, whether it be once a month or once every couple of months, I'm generating at least 100 to 200 new candidates when I go back in there, whether I'm searching via Google or whether I'm searching the site itself. Well, let's see uh, if we could get more specific then about exactly how you go about it. Well, there's, um, there's multiple ways. I would say the first way is using the LinkedIn internal search features. Um, they're very easy to use. They're very uh, simplistic in form. It's basically fill in a box, check off what you want, depending on your level of account. If you have a free account, you may not have as much access as, say, what I have. I have a Talent Finder account. It's not the most expensive account out there, um, but it is something that gives me a little bit more access and view into the LinkedIn system. And so by using that, I'm able to go through and extract a lot of candidate profiles fairly quickly. Um, Then when you're thinking about continuing your search, you also have to search it from the exterior. And when I say the exterior, that's using Google or any other search engine where you can use an x-ray command. And an x-ray command literally does what it it describes itself as. It x-rays the site, the publicly indexed pages that Google has gone ahead and grabbed and stored in their database. And so, you know, you have to do a search through there as well, just because maybe you have more access that way. Maybe your network isn't as large within LinkedIn. So searching the external functions just really kind of give you a more well-rounded candidate pool. So I'll do those things. Well, when you do these searches, I guess some of them are called Boolean searches. Um, what, What specific things do you actually type in to get the search going? Absolutely. Um, I live and breathe by Boolean. I've been using it for forever, it seems like, since 1997. 
And my most favorite command is site colon. It's a lowercase s, I-T-E, and colon, and then you add on a domain and the domain extension. Um, so whether it's a .com or a .edu or .gov, those are the types of things that you can search. And it really opens up the keys to the kingdom. You can, you can look at virtually everything that's been indexed by a site, and you're not hacking. You're doing everything legitimately. Um, you're not diving into things you shouldn't be into. But it's amazing what companies will store publicly on their domains. And so it gives you a lot of access. And that's one of the things you can do with social media sites because they do make their profiles public for the most part. So whether you're searching LinkedIn or Viadio or Zing or, you know, if you were attempting to search Twitter or any of those other sites where there are profiles, .me sites, that type of thing, you uncover a lot of information. You can add on additional commands like in title colon or in URL colon if you're at Google um, or file type colon, which works universally, like site colon, to get more specific for that needle in the haystack you're seeking. So if I use site colon on an organization site and file type, I might uncover rosters or attendee lists or directories or things like that that they store there. Wow. So um, then we'll, we'll say that you've gotten this done, and we hear talk of recruiters getting just hundreds of responses or thousands of responses. So what do you do to filter these out so you only get really qualified people? Well, I think these days the landscape is becoming much more competitive, and job seekers are looking at the jobs that are posted and the jobs we're sending to them with a much more critical eye. We do, at Staffing Advisors, respond to everyone. So whether they apply, whether they reach out to us because they've seen a posting on LinkedIn and they catch us on our LinkedIn accounts or they find my Gmail account and they message me there or they call me in the office, Everybody gets a response no matter what. Now, we do do some quality control before we start doing phone interviews and things like that. We do look for people to meet the minimum requirements um, and have what we've put in our advertisements and in our postings before we'll have a phone call with them. And if they don't meet the standards, we let them know that, you know, they're not going to be able to move forward. So it's just some quick, honest conversations about, you know, you're not a fit because you don't have this BA or you don't have five years of experience or the progression of the uh, experience that we're needing or a skill set even if it's a technical opening. All right. Thank you. Now, when you find somebody online that doesn't know you, what, what approach do you use? Because you don't want to appear like you're a stalker or something. <laughs> I think that's the biggest problem with online is that people assume, and I find this a lot because I blog as well as I do sourcing, people assume a level of familiarity with you because maybe they've viewed your Twitter uh, account and they've seen the tweets you've put out, maybe they've checked you out on Facebook or seen you on LinkedIn, and maybe they've sent you a tweet or two or something like that. Um, but with candidates, I always try to be respectful, just as if I were calling them on the phone. You know, it's always a proper um, introduction as far as addressing them appropriately, not becoming too familiar too quickly because they don't know me from anyone else, and giving them an explanation of, you know, why am I reaching out to them, why would I contact them for this job, and keeping it succinct so it's not, you know too overblown and too wordy and everything else, but why am I reaching out to them? What is the opportunity that I have available? And how can we connect 
to talk about it further, whether they want to do it by email or phone or or whatever. I'm an email person. I prefer it, but a lot of people prefer the phone. So whichever they want to do to just go ahead and get that conversation rolling along. But that's usually the typical steps we take. And then after that, as you start to build some rapport, then you can become more familiar. But you always have to remember, they want to know how you found them, when you found them, why are you reaching out to them? And you really should know that. And we do keep track of all of that. It's one of the things that we implemented, oh, I guess more than two years ago, we started answering that question of how did you find me through YouTube videos so people would have a quick idea of what we do. And we open up the door that if you really want to know exactly how I found you, call me or email me and I will take you through the steps because I save every search string that's attached to every candidate's name. So when they do call or email, I'm able to say, well, look, here are the steps that I took. And I actually had one candidate who swore to me that she wasn't available at all online. She thought I was a stalker. She didn't know how I possibly could have found her information. And so I showed her. I just sent her a few quick screenshots and said, look, this is all I did. You forgot you made a LinkedIn profile two years ago. Here's your information, and this is how we found you. So we're legit. We're not stalking you. And, you know, being transparent like that gives them a level of trust to at least start a conversation with you. She didn't count on Kelly being on her trail. So um, let's talk then a, a little bit about um, building a brand or building community online, because a lot of yeah. people now are talking about proactive uh, recruiting and building a talent pool. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yes, employment branding is the career of 2016. Really, it started back in 2014 with major brands adding that as a a primary function of the recruiting departments, and you could definitely tell we were out of the recession as this new niche in recruiting started to develop. Um, Talent communities, it can be as simple as trying to capture your alumni and creating a LinkedIn group or even better, a Facebook group for those people to go and connect and, you know, interact with each other and possibly even bounce back to your company for opportunities that you have available. Um, Additional talent pools, I typically see them on uh, employment websites where you can go ahead and you can join into a Twitter feed or you can join into a Facebook group for, you know, any company's careers page and things like that. And it just gives you a really concentrated area in order to connect with your candidates or your future candidates and people who can pass the word along about your job opportunities. So it's a nice venue um, that's relatively low cost, if you think about it, that you have to sort of reach a group of people who are interested in you. Great. Thank you. Now, um, thinking about LinkedIn and similar sites, um, is there a role for making use of people's connections? Can that help you with your recruiting? Oh, absolutely. I think I get asked at least three or four times a week if I will help pass somebody along to an opportunity or if I can refer somebody on to a specific person within an organization because of the level of connections I have on LinkedIn. And so I think... You should use that appropriately. I think it's the same thing as me reaching out to candidates. You have to realize that when you're reaching out to somebody who has no familiarity with you, um, how many favors are you asking before you have some kind of interpersonal exchange so that they know a little bit more about you and they genuinely want to refer you? 
Um, and, and that's something I don't think all job seekers are aware of. They think, oh, well, I can ask anybody a favor, but it does add a little bit um, of work to your day, and you aren't quite sure who you're referring on. So with a degree of caution or introduction at least, asking for those referrals and working your network I think is important uh, as opposed to just sending blind requests to please introduce me to Joe Smith. Good, thanks. Now I know um, you've mentioned some other uh, programs that you find helpful like Connectifier, ViveApp, Profit, Bullhorn Reach, Crystal Nose. Could you mention a few of those that you find uh, particularly helpful that you recommend? Well, I'm not sure how much longer we're going to find Connectifier helpful as it was just acquired by LinkedIn. So that may be one of those programs that's on its way out the door, unfortunately, because it was kind of a little diamond in the rough for giving us additional um, contact information. I will tell you the ones that I've added to my arsenal most recently um, are Email Hunter and Profit. Both of those are Chrome tool extensions, and I like those because they feed me contact information um, so that it's very quick and easy for me to go ahead and grab the contact information, send out an outreach letter, and, and move along in the process. Anything that helps with identifying people is great. Um, I also just came across a scraper, and it's called demand.io. And a scraper is great for pulling down LinkedIn information um, getting people's names and their public profile um, or pulling down list information, that's very helpful as well. And so I've started using that uh, in complementing what I do with the Broadlook products, Broadlook Capture and Broadlook Profiler and Broadlook Diver. All of those also help extract data from the Internet. Wow. Okay, so um, if someone's a neophyte at online recruiting, what's the first thing you recommend? Um, let's see, the first thing I would recommend is getting a book that one of my friends wrote last year. Um, it actually came out, I want to say at the end of 2015, it's called Social Media Recruitment. And not only is it about social media recruitment, but it's also about um, Boolean structure, giving tips on how to source, where to look. And while I'm usually a doubting Thomas when it comes to uh, advocating for anything that's written down as far as social media is concerned because it is so fluid and changes so often. This text is actually pretty good. Um, and I did contribute it to it, so I did a nice explanation of site colon and how it works within this text. So social media recruitment is one text I would recommend. The rest of the time I gen generally recommend that people go online, search for blogs, um, and review those because there are a lot of instructional blogs. There are a lot of YouTube videos on how to source and how to find people and best practices. And then lay your hands on every industry rag that you can to kind of keep up to date with everything that's going on in sourcing and recruiting because it is changing all the time. There's constant acquisitions of the technology that's out there. And you need to be aware of what's new and what's next to sort of stay ahead of the game. Okay. Well, uh, any any final tips for everybody? Um, that's, that's a really good question because I find even after all this time, I am always trying to learn more and stay ahead of the game. And my biggest thing is testing new products. Each part of my week has become, you know, an hour or so of 
testing new Chrome extensions, testing new products that I found online, and just keeping a list and running through them and finding the ones that are most beneficial to our firm. We're a small firm. Um, You have to be able to switch hats and do a lot of different jobs, whether it be marketing or branding or search or research or client contact information or candidate contact information. And so by going ahead and setting aside an hour to test new tools and see what will benefit us, we're able to streamline processes and also save on costs. So that's become a regular part of my week, and I encourage everybody to be doing that as they move forward in the year. Well, on behalf of uh, all our listeners, uh, thanks so much for all of this great guidance. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. I was glad to be here. Do you want to share some contact information with us in case people want to get in touch with you? Well, certainly. um, I'm very easy to find. I have a pretty distinguished last name, Dingee, D-I-N-G-E-E. So going into LinkedIn, I will surface right away, as well as if you search for me on Google. But if people do have questions, I welcome them. And my email is my first name, Kelly, last name Dingee, at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to answer any questions that come through. Join Kelly at BLR's upcoming Digital Profiles webinar on March 8th. You'll learn how employers are using accessible online profiles to evaluate job applicants and how to avoid the practical and legal pitfalls when you use online profiles. Learn more about Kelly's 60-minute webinar, Digital Profiles, The New Resume, How to Search Online Profiles for Recruitment Success by visiting store.blr.com and entering digital profiles in the search box. Well, thanks so much for these great trips and thanks for that offer. We uh, really appreciate having been with us today. Great. So, so listeners, um, let me know what HR work should cover next, sbruce at blr.com. And thanks so much for being with us today. This is Steve Bruce for HR Works. The opinions expressed on HR Works do not represent legal or any other type of professional advice and should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from a qualified attorney licensed in your state.